Hi, it's Scott. Rockfile, another podcast review, this time of the TV show Mars. I'm a lifelong space fan. Uh, grew up on Star Trek, um, watched all of the Apollo missions, all the liftoffs, all the splashdowns, watched most of the shuttle missions in the 80s. Um, yeah, I was even walking through my dorm, uh, main that main common area where we had the TV, the big TV, and everybody was sitting around watching the launch, and I just happened to be there on my way to class when the Challenger tragedy happened. But I took two years of astronomy in college because I didn't really want to take biology. They, they were going to, you know, cut up a cat or something, and I had a cat and didn't really want to get involved in that. Um, and it was hard. It, it, it's, there's a lot of math. I'm not a math guy. I'm a science guy and an English guy more than a math guy. But I did enjoy two years of astronomy, and that stayed with me. I still look up at the sky every night. I look to see where the planets are, the ones that we can visibly see from Earth. I had a telescope for a little while. Uh, there's so much light noise these days in the cities I've lived in. There's been almost no point in having a telescope. But I still follow science today. If you're friends with me on Facebook, you know I post a lot of science stuff. So... Um, I had heard about this show when it came out. It was originally a TV show on National Geographic. It was produced by Mike, uh, Brian Grazer and Ron Howard's company. Then they showed it on FX, and now it's on Netflix. Netflix just got the second season, which came out a year ago. Um, and this looks like this will be all. I, I would like to see another season, but the way the season two ended is kind of... You know, it's kind of a good place to stop, I guess. Uh, it's two seasons, only six episodes each, so it's a it's a pretty short watch, actually. And I've never really seen a TV series done quite this way this well. It is mostly science fiction, a, a docudrama, if you will, of what it would be like if we actually go to Mars in 2033, 2035. It takes place over a decade or so. And then it cuts back to 2016 when it was filmed and interviews with Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian, and Neil deGrasse Tyson and other scientists and other uh, uh, geologists and, and historians on what trials, tribulations, even Elon Musk is interviewed about how we're going to get back to Mars and why we should go to Mars. And the first season does a really good job of cutting back and forth. They put the year up on the screen and they say, you know, okay, here's your here's your documentary part. We're going to interview some people and here's how it relates to, boom, what's going on in the future. And it cuts back and forth. In the second season, they do away with throwing the years up. Uh, the second season debuted in November of 2018. And I guess, you know, they had newer, but they, they just got rid of that. And the... The TV series flows really well. If you're somebody who watches science documentaries already, you'll be right at home with this. I think there are some people that were looking for more excitement. There's no aliens. There's no guns. There's no shoot. You know anything like that. But there, there are exciting things that happen, and some some serious things that they have to deal with up there, and some pretty serious things we're dealing with down here. Um, I thought the whole season was paced, or the whole series was paced really well. About season two, episode two, they get a little bogged down. They spend way too much time on a Greenpeace situation going on in the Arctic, and then they spend way too much time on the death of one character. And the first season, if somebody died, I mean, it was a big deal, but they didn't take like a quarter or a half of an episode and deal with it. And that really slowed things down, but then it picked back up and had you know, it was quite exciting the last few episodes of, of the second season. But like I said, there's only 12 episodes of the show. It's definitely binge-worthy. It, um, 
They do a really good job. The actors are good. The special effects are movie quality. I mean, they spent a lot of money on this, obviously. Uh, the scenes on Mars are fairly realistic. It, it is definitely a science show. But the fiction part is very good. It, it gives you hope to hopefully one day we'll be here. But they're still dealing with some of the problems with corporations, with countries, with politics that, that we're dealing with now. And that... Like I said, they cut back and show you some documentary and some interview elements that illustrate that, what we're dealing with now, that hopefully we get past by the time we're able to do this. And we are going to Mars. Uh, the tagline for the show is, we went to the moon because we had to, you know, space race and all. We went to Mars because we wanted to. And a lot of scientists believe, and I believe, that we do need to become a spacefaring race. Uh, there are people out there who say, well, we need to fix the Earth. Well, Regardless of what you feel on global warming or whatever, there could be a tragic event any day now that wipes us out. An asteroid, uh, a pathogen, it, you know, we open something up in the rainforest and it wipes us. I mean, this stuff could happen. It's happened several times on this planet. may not happen for a thousand years, may not happen for a billion years, or it might happen tomorrow. We really don't know. And for us to move out, like if you've seen the TV show The Expanse, for us to finally colonize Mars and finally colonize the asteroid belt and start moving out into the universe gives us a better hope of survival, a better chance of survival for the human race. And I think that's one of the things they don't get too heavily into in the show, but this is important. The human race are explorers. Early in our lifespan, uh, we had to go where we hadn't been before. That was just the thing. Now, you know, we've been everywhere on the planet. We're trying to go deeper into the oceans now because there's some places we haven't been there. Matter of fact, there's a lot of places in the oceans we haven't been. It's amazing how little we know about the bottom of our oceans on this planet. But to safeguard the future of the human race, we need to get off planet and we, and we need to figure out how to live out there and find other planets and, and go, go on and, and explore. It's what we do. It's in our DNA. It's, it's, it's everything a human is, is to explore, you know, at least the, the average human, I guess. Some people are very comfortable just, you know, being, but I'm somebody who likes to explore art and, you know, cinema and music and, and want to grow and, and evolve. And I think as a species to evolve, we're going to have to move out into space. And Mars is a good step. We will need to be able to build things on the moon and on Mars to better get them out. It, it takes so much fuel. It takes so much power to get past our atmosphere and to get past our magnetic pull and our gravity. It would be easier a lot easier if we can figure out how to do it from the moon and how to do it from Mars. If you've seen Ad Astra, there's a base on the moon where that's where we launch a lot of our space missions now. They in Ad Astra we hadn't really uh, colonized Mars too much. There's a small contingent there. But anyway, getting off topic, 
if you like that, what I'm talking about, if you like this subject matter, it's a really good show. It's it's really well done. Like I said, for the most part, paced really well. There's a few times you'd like, you know, they're doing something exciting on Mars and they cut back to now and it's like, okay, well, I, I really wish you'd get back to the Mars thing. But for the most part, they do a very good job going back and forth, juxtaposing those two things. And like I said, the second season even does it better except for around the second episode. It really got bogged down. I, I don't know why they spent... Well, it was very important to the episode story they were telling in the future, but they got really into this Greenpeace stuff that was going on in the Arctic, and they spent more time on that than they've spent on the part where they go to the Antarctic or the part where they go to Iceland or the part... You know, they seem to just really focus on that, and I know it is important, and I do understand, but... That and the death just took over that episode where in all the other 11 episodes, you don't really get that feeling. It, everything's pretty equal. And they add some new characters in the second season. Uh, Isai Morales is added as the, the leader of a corporation. And, and that adds some more dramatic tension that wasn't in the first season. The first season's more of a hopeful scientific expedition, but then corporations get involved, and like I said, more politics. And the show does become a little more nuanced and a little more deep in the second season. But overall, if you like sci-fi stuff and you like real science, you're going to dig Mars. Like I said, it's available completely on Netflix now, both seasons, all 12 episodes, so binge it as you wish. If you like that kind of thing, you're really going to enjoy it. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. If you want to hear more reviews, more interviews, more... Uh, let's do some more Ask Me a Question stuff. That would be fun. Uh, got a couple of those up, too. Podcasts are available to be subscribed to on, on Google Play, on iTunes. That's where most of uh, you are listening. Thank you. Um, also, in your podcast app on your iPhone right now. Also on Spotify. Yep, I'm even on the streaming service. So look for Rockfile, subscribe, and enjoy. I also have a Patreon page if you want to kick in a buck or two each month to help support this podcasting experiment. I'm Scott Hamilton. Thank you for listening. Thank you.